Previously on Just Cow in the City. When people say, oh, we love them in Astoria, seriously, you can go fuck yourselves. Donald Sutherland as the clumsy waiter. Do you make any money with your drawings? Hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. Well, the kitchen closed while we were talking. On a Saturday night in New York City. Oh my God, you have to see it. It's amazing. I stay up late. I eat late. This is like the stupidest thing ever. David Justin has a podcast And the summer will be a blast Can't believe he's 70 Cause he acts like he's 23 He's a mess and sometimes giddy But he'll always be Just Guy in the City Tell us more, tell us more Is that what you want? Tell us more, tell us more Should I move to Vermont? We made out under the docks What's up everybody? Happy July 4th everybody in this great nation of ours It is Just Gal in the City back After a little week break I hope everybody was able to maintain their Oh no, without What are we going to do without a Just Gal in the City episode? I hope you guys are alright Oh no, what's up? I don't know what day it is. Oh, hey, hey. Uh, I actually, I, I guess I actually hope people were like that, but I'm sure nobody really cares. I mean, I know you do because, you know, it's a ritual. You're like me. You're like, hey, listen, hey, I thought we were getting a fresh podcast every week. What the hell's going on? Well, we're back and we're better than ever. I got two weeks of shit. I got two pages of stuff. Usually everything I have, I try and fit on one page. I had to go to another page. And already, like, you know, got, like, uh, I don't know, soda on, like, one page. And I'm like, no, I got to keep writing it anyway. I can't have to. Two pages. I mean, this is insane. I got so much to tell you. So much I feel has happened. It's like weird. Like some, you know. I guess just my life is getting busy again. I guess if you can call it busy. I don't know what you call it. Ever since COVID, I guess I'm back, kind of. And now you can. You know, last time I remember I was listening to the podcast. I could hear the ambulances behind me. I'm normally I'm like they can't hear that, but you can anyway. Welcome to the show. So nice to see everybody. It's hot as shit today. It is super. You know, I didn't turn on the air conditioners in my apartment until July 1st. So that's pretty good. I mean, that I say that's an outstanding summer. And if you're going to tell me it's hot in July, again, I tell you, to, why don't you shut up? Yeah, it gets hot in July. You know, you believe what I did today. Today, uh, I went out. My friend Beth Tapper came to town. With her dopey kids. Oh, I got photo. I got photos. We're gonna have bonus footage for years. I got so many folks join Patreon immediately. See all these photo stuff we haven't gotten to yet. It's gonna be fantastic. But we, you know, I mean, I could have that bonus show going for like an hour and a half. But I got, I got the goods. I got some of the goods. But anyway, I go to see my friend Beth today. And she's like, my kids are in town. What are we gonna do? And I said, I don't know. I'll do whatever you want to do. She's like, well, what tickets can we get to the theater? And like, what do you want to see? And I'm like, I don't want to see anything with you and your kids. No, it wasn't like that. They're really nice. I like these kids, uh, even though in the photos I'm yelling at them, which, of course, is hilarious. Trust me, hilarious. But, of course, you might not see that for two weeks. What can I say? So much bonus footage. So we went to, well, we decided to get, all right. What's, if it's not Clueless, what's my other favorite film? And it's not Bye Bye Birdie. <laughs> No, it's Devil Wears Prada. What is it that you want me to say to you, huh? Do you want me to say, poor you? 
Miranda's picking on you. Poor you, poor Andy. Hmm? Wake up, Six. She's just doing her job. Don't you know that you were working at the place that published some of the greatest artists of the century? Halston, Lagerfeld, De La Renta. And what they did, what they created, was greater than art. Because you live your life in it. Well, not you, obviously, but some people. You think this is just a magazine? Hmm? This is not just a magazine. This is a shining beacon of hope for... Oh, I don't know. Let's say a young boy growing up in Rhode Island with six brothers pretending to go to soccer practice when he was really going to sewing class and reading Runway under the covers at night with a flashlight. You have no idea how many legends have walked these halls. And what's worse, you don't care. Because this place where so many people would die to work, you only deign to work. What you're really talking about is Cerulean. And if you remember correctly, Oscar de, Oscar de la Renta did an entire thing of Cerulean. You might remember, I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, I went to the Carl Lagerfeld exhibit at the Met because that's what I do now. The problem with you is, well, most of these people live their life in this art. This isn't just art. You live your life in this. Well, not you, but most people live their life in this art. And where most people would die to work, you only deign to work. See, I'm so good. I can play that character all the time. So, yes, we went to the Carl Lagerfeld exhibit at the Met. He's a fashion designer, if you didn't know. That's what they wanted to do. I'm like, well, that doesn't sound horrible. They were staying at the the Hotel Carlisle, or the Carlisle Hotel, which is on 76th and Madison. So perfect, right? Not too far from my house because it's pretty hot. And I haven't been out in the heat in a long time, and I wasn't sure if I could make it. And I don't see, I, I can't hydrate myself enough today. I know I'm drinking a lot of sugary drinks, not enough water, but at least I'm getting some liquids down. And I just, I'm so thirsty just all the time uh, today because it's so hot out. And I went there and then the Met is a couple blocks up. You know what? I've never been to the Met before. I know you've heard of the Met. If you haven't lived in New York City, you've heard of the Met. You can. I didn't even realize that the Devil Wears Prada was shot at the Met when they go to the the thing where she's there with Emily Blunt and they have the problem and she's sick and all the kind of then and the boom and the bada bing and the thing bada but yeah it's all at that staircase and stuff so it's kind of exciting and the only reason I was excited to go was because I was just thinking of Devil Wars Prada the whole time even though I think they mentioned Lagerfeld at one point you know it was stupid but being indoors on a day like this was some sweet magic What's not sweet is that it's too crowded. It's full of a bunch of douchebags. And more on that, tourists, complete, complete, just everybody sucks. There's too many people. I'm really, I'm sick of it all. People are just disrespectful. I mean, nobody was disrespectful in the museum. It's just too many people. There are too many people. You're trying to take it easy. You're trying to relax and say you want some air conditioning. It's just too many people. It was very crowded. Why wouldn't it be? This is exactly what you do on a hot day if you're coming to town for some reason, like an idiot in July in New York City. She's like, I don't know why I bought the kids here in July. I'm like, because you're an idiot. Those kids were like, you know, by the time we got to the, it's it's 10 blocks. No, it's five blocks from their hotel. Mommy. It was so annoying. Uh, But you can't blame them. They're like, we'd like some water. They don't serve water at the Met anywhere. You can't bring water anywhere. You can't get water anywhere. 
Just talking about the water is making me thirsty. I might have to go take a break. I didn't bring any water with me or coffee today, even though it seems like I'm all coffeeed up because I'm sitting around the house today. It's already like 6.30 at night, but it's nice and bright, thank God, right? It's so beautiful this time of the year that it stays light out. And I'm like, no, let's just do it now. I'm into it. I'm having a good time today. I'm in a good mood, but there's so much to start with. Why don't we go back in time? And this is the July 11th, so I don't know when... This Friday, the Friday we left off before the 4th, so whatever Friday before the 4th was, I think I told you I was filming, which is now out and available, the promo for Mark Norman, comedian Mark Norman's new Netflix special called Soup to Nuts. I play the clumsy waiter, right, because we played that clip. And not really the clumsy waiter. But then I went down there, you know, we haven't spoken since then. I go down there, I bring in a little costume. Now, all, I got these, um, in both things I shot this past, the week I told you on Thursday I shot something too. I got these glasses with the, like hanging off my thing like a librarian that I you know, got from this lady at work who didn't want them anymore. Boy, did they come in handy this week. <laughs> They're just a prop. I can't really see in them or anything. So I played the waiter and I said, do you want me to use an accent? I could use an accent. Okay, how can I help you, my friend? What do you want to eat? I don't even know. I I don't even know what that accent is. But if you see, if you've seen it on Instagram or YouTube, go to Mark Norman Netflix. I think it comes up. I'm playing the waiter. I like you. I'm going to get you. We get you everything. Soup to nuts. Now I again, I don't know what that accent is. I said, do you want me to do an accent like an actor, like a real actor? Uh, would you like me to do it with an accent? You know, when I was in uh, theater camp, they told us. Whatever the case may be, uh, yes, I've done some live theater before. I'm trying to do that guy from the uh, Howard Stern movie. And Donna, I don't know if you know this, but our own news guy, Ross Buckingham, actually has some theater experience as well. Mm -hmm. Don't you, Ross? Do you want to tell us about that? Yes. um, I I once did some summer stock. I know you're very, very proud of your summer stock experience. When you went on stage the very first time, did you ever get nervous? No, I was quite comfortable. I see. It's very interesting. Well, yes, I have done some theater. Uh, Anyway, I couldn't believe they let me do it. I didn't think it was that good. But then after we were finished and we sat down in that diner to have have some lunch, uh, the waiter came over. He goes, okay, what can I get you? You want grilled cheese? We make great grilled cheese. I go, guys, I'm not not trying to toot my own horn, but I I think I hit that accent out of the park. I mean, the guy talked exactly. They're like, yeah, you did. Okay, my friend. Hey. What can I get you? Well, I just shot my Netflix hour. I gotta come up with a name for it, but for now, let's eat. What do you What do you got today? Oh, I don't care. Well, we've got uh, immigrants. Mmm, spicy. School shootings. Ah, the kids' menu. LGBTQ. Mmm, trans fat, huh? Legal weed. Gotta have your greens. Sluts. Mm, clams. Yeah, little smelly. Ah. Mentally challenged. Very special. That is special. Okay. Well, boy, I. I think I'm going to have all of them. I'm going to do the whole thing. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. I'll get the special. You'll get special. One special coming up. Soup to nuts. Yes. Soup to nuts. Yes. That's good. You like that? I like that. I like you. I'm on the fence about you. I'll give you a check. All right. Somebody check his papers. Netflix. So I don't even know what ethnicity it is. But it worked really well. I just talked to Reggie. She goes, I got to tell you, that was an unbelievable acting job. And I'm like, thank you. I, I, I don't even know what to say. I, I'm really, obviously, it makes me so happy. 
I really like acting, and I wish I could do it more. And I wish this is, hopefully this is just the start of something good. You know, meeting this guy, Matt Salakus, he's using me in three things this past week, which is really good. Maybe he'll make it big. And finally, finally, it'll be like uh, Christopher Nolan and Michael Caine, right? I'll be his Michael Caine. And that would make sense since anything you need me to do, I can do. Now, if you want me to do an, an, an American accent, I can do it. Now, just go ahead. Give me the lines and I'll do them. Yes. Okay. Now, you must understand. You, good night, all you princes of Maine, you kings of New England. Now, how was that? Uh, well, that was good. You didn't really do the American accent. No, that is my American accent. Let me do it again. Good night, all you princes of Maine, you kings of New England. No, that's, that's, I'm doing the American accent right now. Don't you even realize? You, I was doing an American accent as Alfred the butler. Now, I know he's supposed to be British, but I did it in an American accent. We're going to blow the bloody doors off. Now, Master Bruce... Now, as you know, I could do that for hours. Boy, was I annoying those kids today, too. Hey, he never shuts up. Mom, he never shuts up. No, he doesn't. I could have sworn I warned you kids about that before. <laughs> anyway, that particular day on Friday, we went out, had some food, and then I'm like, oh, crap, I got my book bag with me. Where can I dump this off? Well, fortunately, my sister and I were going to see Funny Girl that night. Baby, you're making a fool of yourself. This is what's right for me. But is it right for Nick? I'll make it right for him. Um, Fanny, take my advice and don't. Don't tell me not to live. Yes. So she pulls into the Port Authority, lets me dump my bag in her car at the Port Authority. I just walked right up from the diner to the Port Authority, and we went to the show. And let me tell you something. Oh, and she bought me my new glasses, which completely work. Because you guys were probably sitting there going like, why is this eye doctor saying he's never going to see right? No glasses will be able to fix them. Well, there was problems with those glasses. And now I see amazing from far away like you're supposed to. So this is obviously the worst eye doctor ever. What an asshole. Well, no, you're never going to see right again. She got me so nervous. Meanwhile, yeah, my sister bought me the new glasses. So what a pleasure it was to see expressions on stage. We had amazing seats. Funny girl, Leah Michelle. She was terrific. We had a great time. Also, there's a guy in the show. I can't remember his name. It's weird. He was really good. He took off his shirt at one point, and I, I'm like, yeah. You know, and then nobody else around me did that. <laughs> I mean, look, this guy was unbelievable. I mean, it's, you, you're taking off your shirt every night and stage in front of people. You, you know you got amazing abs. This isn't like crashing, folks. I mean, this is something. If I had to do that every night, I, I don't know if I could live with myself. Yeah, this guy was unbelievable. <laughs> but the show was very good. I've never seen the movie before I started watching it, and I'm like, eh, whatever. But it was really good. Meanwhile, again, we got a set, another problem. The second act stinks. All these musicals, the second act is just so underwhelming from the first act. Somebody's got to fix something. But it was very good. 
The question is, was it worth $800? That's $400 a ticket. Was it worth $400 a ticket, $800? No, nothing's worth that. Uh, but, but, but it was close. I, I, I mean, I say, you know, because we paid extra to see her. You know, you go to see the understudy, you're going to get the regular $250 ticket price. So we paid extra to see her. And in that case, I guess it was worth it. I mean, I can't even imagine spending $250 to see Beanie Feldshon. That's not who's in it anymore, but the understudy, they were all like, oh, you got to see the understudy. She's great. But no, Leah Michelle was terrific. She respects the role. She was hilarious. The way she moved, even though she's supposed to be a bad dancer, she was funny. She's cute. I find her a little sexy. So totally worked for me. My sister and I had a great time. We were very happy. And there was never a time where we're like, not worth the money. And then my sister's all right. She's like, let's go get those wings you're always talking about. I'm like, you know what? You're okay. Because I guess we got out around 9.30, right? Because the thing started at 7, not 8. That was the key. So we made it in time to the wings place. We saw Tommy. He goes, no, you're not his sister. You're way too pretty to be his sister. And she was like, thank you. And I assume you are the older one. No, that's right. Oh, my God. Everybody was giving her the older one all week. It was fantastic. Um, she gets so angry about that. So we, we had the wings there really good. And then, oh, that's right. Then I walked her to the port. I walked her back to the port authority so I can get my bag. And then I must have so oh, I know. I went to the Dwayne Reed or Walgreens, right, because I got dots. Oh, my God. Dots. You know those, the ice cream that's like, it tastes like a banana split, but they're dots. Oh, my. I don't think I was high. I don't know. Something happened. I needed something sweet. And then I got tickets for the next Friday for Life of Pi. I found that I was walking. I could also see Life of Pi. So I found this guy that gets discounted tickets somehow. Don't ask me how I found him, but I found him. So I'll tell you about that later. But that's coming up in this episode. Stay tuned. I just gave the city coming up. We're talking about Saturday. We're talking about the retirement party, the Perry Awards, sitting outside, inconceivable, the Montclair Diner, the mix-up at the Brooklyn Diner, and so much more. Stay tuned. It's just Gal the City, and we're back, everybody. So on Saturday, my sister and I hang out again because we're going to the retirement party for our friend Mark Opal. When I got, I got video and I got photos. It's in this place in Jersey, and we get there, and the guy, the guy's. Mark Opal, his, his, his boyfriend or his husband, whatever he is now, this guy's an idiot. I mean, he's very nice, but I'm like, this this thing is stupid. Like, we got there at 7. They're like, oh, we don't open the bar until 7.30. I'm like, you guys stink. You know, I hate this kind of stuff, but I love getting angry at it, too, so it was a lot of fun. And it was in, like, North Bergen, and there were, like, all these hot girls there because they were his students. But now, like, he's been teaching at that school for 20 years, so they're all grown up. They're, like, 29, 26, 29, 30. They're all really, you know, but he knew them when they were, I don't know, 13, 14, 15. They all came to sing because he was also the musical theater teacher. So they all came, and there was, I mean, they're all gay guys and hot girls. There was one girl that was extraordinarily hot, 
and she does this tap dance number at one point, and she's just staring at Mark, and it's so weird. He was thrilled, you know, everybody performing. I got video of it all. I got pictures. I got video. You'll see it on the bonus show. You'll you'll want to see this. It's really cute and funny, and just at this restaurant for, I don't know, 40 people maybe, and Mark's father's there. You know, we, he, he loves me. I like him. He's German. He's got the accent and uses the word colored people that I love without like, what, what did I say something wrong? And <laughs> we, nobody corrected him. This is what I'm trying to achieve as an old man. And everybody still gets mad at me, but uh, it was great. Yeah. He's a colored fellow. Now, now I'm doing the accent from the diner, but he was doing a German accent. So we've always been afraid of him as well. And we like to make fun of the Holocaust when he's around. But what are you going to do? He's very sweet and nice, and we like him. And then it was really funny. So he get Mark gets up. This is the guy that's being you know roasted and retired at the same time. And he gets up, and he says, I can't even believe the shit I got away with that I would never be able to get away with today. <laughs> like, like when he would just – something he was – it was really funny the way he was saying he was – yelling at the kids or calling them like well get your jew ass down here <laughs> something i don't it, it wasn't like that because he's the sweetest guy but definitely something like that things you could have said as a teacher when he started that you could never get away with today as a matter of fact he started directing at the high school which a lot of these kids were lucky enough to be in the place at the high school guess why he got fired he got fired because he didn't have a car he would take the train in Milburn, New Jersey, and one of the, you know a couple of students would give him a ride. After which we used to do it to our professor all the time, our teacher, give him a ride to the train station. He got fired for that. He got fired for that, which is so funny because remember that was the one thing I told that girl. I'm like, oh, I'm not allowed to drive. The school said so. No, everyone in my life said don't get in the car with the student. But it, but it's so ridiculous. He's just asking for the ride to the train station. This guy is the politest guy. He was never going to do anything. I can't believe even that is an issue that's because there's a whole bunch of douchebags that ruin it for everybody which is usually me but lately it's been other people oh and that's right the kids were just doing they were just doing music from that for some reason this musical 13 that ariana grande i believe originated the role in i think her and that other girl from victorious that showed victorious uh, that is the, the, the one that the kids love the most. You probably never heard of it. I think I played it a couple times because my sister directed one because it had the Jerry Lewis song in it. I'm Evan Goldman. I live at 224 West 92nd Street in the heart of Manhattan. And my life just went to hell. Picture me, just another cool kid in NYC near the park in the Met. Life is sweet, Yankees in the Bronx, pretzels on the street, just how good can it get? Who'd have guessed, dad would meet a stewardess, mom's depressed, and her lawyers are mean. Now I'm stressed, life is a disaster, and I'm cracking from the strain, going totally insane. And I'm just about to turn, just about to turn, just about to turn. 13! Everything switches. 13! Everything turns around. 13! End up in stitches. 13! Hide away underground. 13. Can I get through it? 13. Life has changed overnight. 13. How do I do it? 13. Nothing is going right. The best and the worst and the most and the least and the crazy and the 
boy, those kids love that musical. And you probably never even heard of it before. I think it lasted a year on Broadway or something. And it's perfect for junior high. It's called 13. It's about 13-year-olds. So it's better than what all the kids do when they're playing older kids. You know, besides Grease, you know, everything's usually just older people. So it's all little kids playing older people. So 13 makes a lot of sense. And there are a lot of good songs from that. I don't know who did it, but it's pretty good. Anyway, my sister told me that. Remember I told you I won this award back in 1982? It, now it's called the Perry Awards, and it's the biggest New Jersey regional award you could win. It's like the Oscars if you do theater in New Jersey. And I won like the first one. It was it used to be called an Avi Award. And my sister always tells me, you know, my brother is a Perry Award winner. And they're like, no. And apparently they're having like the 50th year or something award. So um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to be asked back. Uh, I'm hoping for an Irving Hirschbull. Wait, what shit? What is, Irving Thalberg Award? Is that what? No, is that what it is at the Oscars? I need a Lifetime Achievement Award. I'm hoping that the state of New Jersey is going to give me a Lifetime Achievement Award. I really want to show up and blow the lid off that place, but if Perry's going to be there, I'll probably say hello. But meanwhile, you know, I got the backstory on that guy when he was raping these little... Well, we don't have to go into that. Again, if times were different, they would not be called the Perry Awards. I'll tell you that. But it would be fun if I uh, go. As, you know, It's uh, very exciting to have won possibly the first one. This would be like winning for Wings, if you know about the Oscars. I think that's the first movie in 1928 to win Best Picture. <laughs> That'd be me. I'm so old. And I even remember that entire situation when he gave me one. Now there's a ceremony. He just handed it to me. And I remember like, what the fuck is this? And my friend Ed goes, no, that's an extremely prestigious award. I mean, that is. And I won Best Actor, which again, 50 years later, I'm doing my best acting as the clumsy waiter. So it's like, I have it going on. But, like, nobody knows about it. Yet. But they're going to find out. I got so much going on. The Perry Award is going to be amazing this year. I'm sorry. Like I said, I just came back from the Carl Lagerfeld exhibit, and it's amazing. You got to see the fur exhibit. It's so good because that's from the 70s when it was okay. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to kind of rush through everything because there's so much to talk about. Monday. So, so here's an announcement. I had a Zoom meeting with the owner of the Comedy Cellar Gnome, and... My new show at the Comedy Cellar, 735, Monday, July 31. I'm back. Got the show again. Score. Monday, July 31st. Don't know who's on it yet. I think Rachel Feinstein, at least. Possibly Jim Norton, because I saw him. And it's going to be great. And he said, look, uh, you know, I can't let you have the door like I usually have or something. He's like this. He's like, you know, so I'm like, I don't care. I just, you can pay me as an MC. Let me just do the show. He's like, fine. So I think I can do that once a month. I can probably do it once a week. But right now, just taking what I can get, right? And he goes, if you want the door, I can give you Mondays at 1130. And I'm like, a.m.? No. P.m. I'm like, 1130. Wait, 1130 p.m. When is this? <laughs> I'm like, 11. Sweetie, I, uh, I got to wake up uh, four hours later. You know, talking about Monday night. <laughs> Get to wake up in about four hours after the show, so I don't, I'm like, well, I'm gonna have to let you know about that one. I, Monday at eleven thirty. I mean, uh, you know, it is. And I, I mean, I, I don't know. If, I mean, does do people come? I mean, it is the comedy seller, so it always sells out. But Monday at eleven thirty. I mean, can you even get comics? I'll have to meet the younger comics. 
it'll be different, but it's a source of income that might provide good. So I don't know. I've already had it figured out with work. I told him, I'm like, listen, I'm going to sleep at the office on Mondays. Figure the show will be finished about 1, 1 Hang out for a half hour. Get down back to the office around uh, 2.30, 3 o'clock. Uh, take a nap for about five hours. <laughs> no, four hours. They have a shower in the office, so maybe uh, <laughs> sleep at the office. That's hilarious. Mondays are going to be the worst. Tuesdays will be the worst days. So I'm like, Well, if I sleep in the office, it's not so bad. If I had to go home and then go back and all that stuff, that, that'll be difficult. I guess not drinking will help, but it's hard not to. Although I guess it wouldn't be on a Monday at 2 a.m., right? This is New York City. Let's see if it's really still open. Like, remember, I keep complaining about everything closing early. So we'll see. Although this week, I, didn't, I don't think I had any of those problems, did I? No, we'll see. So then it's so weird, I guess because I'm old. On Tuesday, we had a retirement party for somebody at work. Somebody I never met. All they keep doing is um, taking collections for people that are at my office. If a, you know, a, a parent or family member dies, if they leave, if they're coming, if they're going, if there's a death, of a, a, a marriage, a baby, we're all taking collections. I'm like, I, I can't do it anymore. I'm out of money. I don't have any. I can't give anymore. And this lady was very nice. Never met before, but we had this re- another retirement party. When I first got there last year, we had a retirement party. And I always feel stupid doing stuff at work. I mean, not stupid. Everybody's real nice and everything. It's just that, uh, you know, I just want to do comedy stuff. And I hate that I have this job. It's not anybody's fault at my job. You know what I'm saying. I just like sometimes when I have work functions, I'm like, I don't want to be part of work. I did that already. And I was mad at it then because I'm just like, this should be a party with comics and friends and stuff, and it's people from work who are nothing but nice. This has nothing to do with anybody but me, but it was nice, and everybody's very sweet. So I, I did that, and then I went to do the show at the Comedy Cellar. I mean, they started it at, at 3, so I had plenty of time. I went to the Comedy Cellar. I was sitting outside, and I was waiting. So that remember that girl I went out with, and we went to the... Uh, the chicken parm place, and she's like, yeah, we already know what we want. Now nah, we don't need menus. You're good, right? You're also getting the chicken parm. Remember that girl? I mean, she, you know, she's okay. After that fiasco at the beginning, everything turned out to be okay. So she asked me if I could get her brother and her sister-in-law in. So I said, sure. So I was just kind of sitting outside after the show. It was a really nice night. This was before it got hot. And there's a little table outside the cellar while everybody's waiting online. So I was sitting with Natterman and that woman uh, who's in Seinfeld who I'm going to have on the show at some point. And we're just hanging around. And then that guy came by. So I just figured, I'll, you know what, I'll wait to let him in. And outside, Steve was really nice and he got them in. So it was good. So then I was just hanging around. Like I said, it was a beautiful night. And I went down to the Greenwich Village Comedy Club where my friend Tiffany works, which I didn't know she didn't work on Tuesday, but she was there. So it was great. And then I was just talking, I was just happy to be outdoors. It was that nice, even though I hate that block. It was a beautiful night, and I was talking to this guy, Thelonious. He's a comic, right? We were just talking, we were sitting outside, and he told me his last name, and I'm like, dude, you got to change your name to just Thelonious. And he is named after Thelonious Monk, which was very cool. He said, my parents were jazz fiends, you know, and I'm like, that's brilliant. You should just change your name. He's like, yeah? I'm like, absolutely. That's a great one-word name, like Modi. And Madonna, you know, but it's it's a. I think that's a good plan for him. He seemed like a nice guy. I don't know how his comedy is, but it, you know, I love talking to the young kids. I love talking to the young kids doing comedy, and it was great because then this guy came in and goes, "Oh, you're talking to the the legend here," and I'm like, "Well, come on, fellas, uh, I don't know. Hey, thanks a lot." Anyway, 
I go into the you know my bar. I hang out a little bit because I'm having a good night. I have one drink, and then I say I'm going to walk home. And I call that girl to tell her that I got her brother in and everything. And she actually was very nice. And she, I called her, and she was sleeping, but she kept kept me on the phone while I walked all the way home, which was terrific. I love when people do that and keep me company on my walk home. And I guess I was talking about something. And I don't know whether it was my next class or whatever it was going to be, but I mentioned The Princess Bride. And she's like, oh, I've, I don't know that movie. And I'm like, what? Now, when people don't know movies, especially kids, the 22, 23, I don't care. Somebody told me they don't have to see The Godfather. I'm like, I get it. But if you're somebody my age and you don't know The Princess Bride or haven't seen it and you got two or three kids and you still haven't seen The Princess Bride, you're in, I know what we were talking about. We were talking about Wallace Shawn, the actor. And I said, well, you know, you know, from The Princess Bride, you know. And she's like, no, nah, I don't know. I don't know that one. I'm like, how could you not know? Because it, it's a little, you, I don't think you can have kids and not know The Princess Bride, right? Because isn't that one of the movies you'd sit down and watch as a family? I mean, she could, I don't think she was one of those people like they didn't watch movies together. I don't even know what you would do if you're a family and you didn't have TV. I mean, every family just sits around at one point and watches a movie, and The Princess Bride is that perfect movie you can watch with kids who are, you know, three to 18, 23, you know, forever, obviously, but I'm just saying, it's a family movie. So the fact that she didn't know it was weird, and I said, well, you're an idiot. Like, I, I, I get really angry about it. So what are you talking about? I'm like, I, because, because, because how could you not know about it? And I said, do, do me a favor, text your kids and just say, if I say the word inconceivable where's that from and she goes well you're gonna look stupid and the kid immediately takes back princess bride and she goes oops i guess i'm a horrible mother <laughs> and i'm like yes yes i knew it i knew i was right because that's weird right that's that's a little weird because there's certain movies that are just weird now the fact like i haven't seen the big lebowski people get upset by me now you're sitting there going like what because that's probably one of those movies all right maybe it is but then there's those certain ones, especially if you're a certain age, you got to see. I'm not going to get on some kid because he's 22 and he hasn't seen The Godfather. And when I was 22, I didn't see a lot of stuff. I didn't know a lot of music. I didn't know anything. So I understand how that is. So I never, I never get on my students for not seeing certain things or knowing stuff. You just got, I think that's why I've become a okay teacher because I'm not, I, I, I remember what it's like to be 22. You're an idiot. You know, unless you're special, which I was <laughs> in a different way. But being 22, you're, you, you know, if you're from New Jersey, you're not very bright. If you're from Manhattan, you're usually very bright. If you're from London, you're very bright. But most 22-year-olds are idiots. Why do I know? Because my nephew is almost, well, he's actually 20, and he's an idiot. No, but seriously, you know how it is. 22-year-olds are pretty dumb, even though I hang out with people younger than that, because I'm an idiot. So that's, ugh, more to come on that later so i i talked to phil kasikoff today phil kasikoff yeah you know my friend the bra salesman he says they're looking to maybe put somebody on so i got you an interview next friday with his boss next friday what time two o'clock that's my whole afternoon i was gonna look for sneakers you can look for sneakers the next day he doesn't know anything about bras <laughs> I know a little. Besides, what do you have to know? Well, it wouldn't hurt to go in and be able to discuss it intelligently. Maybe you should take a look at a few bras. 
Where's your bra? Give him a bra to look at. I'm not giving him a bra. Why not? Because I don't need him looking at my bra. Fine, so he'll go into the interview, he wouldn't know what he's talking about. We have to. You don't even know what they're made from. They're made from lycra spandex. Get out of here, lycra spandex? I think they are made from lycra spandex. You want to bet? How much you want to bet? I'm not betting. Take a look. All right, I'll get a bra. I don't know what the big problem is, getting a bra. She doesn't want to get a bra. I'm not saying go to the library and read the whole history, but it wouldn't kill you to know a little bit about it. All right, it wouldn't kill me. How long does it take to find a bra? What's going on in there? You ask me to get a pair of underwear, I'm back in two seconds. You know about the uh, cup sizes and all? They have different cups. Yeah, I, I know about the cup. You got the A, the B, the C, the D. That's the biggest. I know the D is the biggest. I based my whole life on knowing that the D is the biggest. So on Thursday, now I normally go to my mother's, and this time we went to Edison, New Jersey, where I grew up, to meet our childhood friend, Jenny, who used to live across the street from us, and we went at this Italian restaurant, Lucas. Now, everybody's been going there for years. Lawrence Lerman's mother was the queen there. I should have said, like, uh, we're friends with Mrs. Lerman. She just passed away. Uh, that would have been cool, right? My mother had her 80th birthday there. It's an interesting place. Food's usually pretty good this time. Not so much. I think I had the veal parm. Wasn't great. But we took pictures. You'll see all that. And it, it, I don't know. People were annoying me. It, it wasn't even crowded. And of course, where do they seat? A huge party of 16 for lunch right behind me. They're bumping into my chair. There's no one else there. I'm like, this, they're doing this on purpose just to fuck with me. They're trying to get my goat. But it's all right. We're having a good time. We're talking about the old days. Everything's cool. The food, like I said, very subpar. Uh, but who cares? You're in New Jersey. Uh, let it go. I don't know why people are so. Maybe I said maybe lunch is different because the last time I was there it was okay. Maybe I ordered the wrong thing. Who the fuck knows? It wasn't very good. We go outside. There's my mother needs a new bra. <laughs> so my tips are, what's it called? Lingerie by Susan? And it's been in this little colonial village, it's called. Like, that's where our orthodontist was. It's in the middle of where we grew up. It's near Menlo Mall, where we grew up. When we went to high school. Our temple was by there. It was in this colonial village. Lingerie by Susan. Well, apparently, my dad used to work there. I didn't even know that. Remember, I told you so, bras and girdles. And he used to sell the lingerie by Susan. And my sister and I, we all go in because I took pictures because it said help wanted. And I'm like, well. And I sent it to Sarah Silverman. She goes, did your dad work there? I'm like, interestingly he did <laughs> she was kidding but it turns out the woman susan is still there and she's like oh my god what's with your father like well he died but apparently he you know she's still there right? we're like well how old is she that she had this place and you know after he took a demotion later on and we don't know how old he must have been our age now he took a demotion he just went he loved just selling locally he didn't want to go into the city anymore i can't blame him for that and he was selling this place, and she knew her dad. I wasn't there. I had left because they wanted to go bra shopping, you know, the ladies. And I had to go to Montclair University so I could meet with my mentor there, David. And I'd been meeting to meet with him so we could talk about this semester, talk about last semester, because he's always very busy, and talk about the big three-credit course. What am I going to do, right? 
So we meet at this diner, and I am talking a mile a minute. And must have been there for three hours. I'm talking. I'm coffeeed up. I'm like just drinking, drink. I mean, I, I he must have been so annoyed. I don't. I just kept on going. I had so many questions, so many things to say. He's like, "Would you be interested in teaching multiple classes?" I'm like, "Absolutely! I can't wait to do this." We're just talking about all this kind of stuff, and it was really cool. And he's like, "Listen, um, you know, you should meet one of the other professors who also does comedy writing." And I'm like, "What? Whoa, whoa! There's another professor who does comedy writing, which I kind of knew because I knew he knew Jeff or something." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'd love to meet that guy." But I'm talking to my own minute, and the reason I'm telling you this just like this way is because this comes up later. On Monday, this was on Thursday. Okay, so I'm just telling. I'm like, yeah, I'd love to meet that guy because maybe he has an idea what he or maybe what he's teaching already. I can maybe we can combine class. I don't, you know. I said, hey, what about like filming an entire like pilot or five minute? Not the thing I was talking about, which is hilarious. Uh, you know, like a like a fi- each kid can do a five minute thing, or we can do a collective thing. But in one semester, he goes, well, what we do is we do it in two semesters. So we'll write it and cast it and then shoot it and edit it in the second semester. I'm like, no, no, no. Let's do it all in one semester. Let's do like a gorilla thing, you know, like it's gorilla, you know, whatever you call it. Like it's got it's got to be done in 16 weeks because that's real. That happens in TV. That happens not in movies, but in TV. You know, this is realistic. I'm like, I don't know. And I'm like, no, this would be an amazing class. You got to do everything in 16 weeks. So uh, I don't know why I don't know why he wasn't more on board with that. It's just it's 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 ambitious, but it would be cool, and I'd love to teach a class like that because I know all about editing and and shooting. I know all about that stuff, so it'd be super fun. I mean, I think I could handle that. What I can handle is a screenwriting class because I and I don't know whether we spoke about this, but I don't know structure. See, but this guy knows structure. Like if we can combine, I've never met the guy. This other guy, in fact, I think his name is Guy. <laughs> like if we could combine a class and he could teach the structure and I could teach the dialogue, well, then we got a class. But I could maybe just do a dialogue class. I'm good at the dialogue. I just can't teach you structure. I don't know. And I was talking to Memo the other day. He goes, yes, we know. I have read the, you can just show them the turbocharge script and then you can uh, let everybody know, yes, you know nothing about structure. Structure. Checking the cell structure, checking the cell structure, and the cell structure has been checked. Uh, I think it's time to check the cell structure. Yes, that's it. Checking the cell structure. Checking the cell structure. Ah, checking the cell structure. Checking, checking the cell structure. The structure of the cell is to be checked. Checking the cell structure. The cell structure. Checking the cell structure. Checking the cell structure. Checking the cell structure. And now the cell structure has been checked. Uh, thank you so much. So after that, of course, I go, I'm like, my friend Evan's around. Let's go out, hang out on the porch a little bit. And his wife comes and they have a, somebody staying with them who used to live there, this really pretty black girl. I, I only mentioned that she's black because, well, you know the way I am. And uh, they were like, hey, listen, don't say anything stupid. <laughs> you know? But she was great. And boy, did we hit it off, me and this girl, this woman. And, you know, my age, and she used to live there, and now she lives in Mexico, and Evan's wife came and like, hey, let's all go to the Pineapple Express, because my daughter's working there. His daughter's working the window there. I'll tell you that in a second. But it was so funny, because me and this girl were just totally hitting it off. Like, before I'd even met her, whatever I was saying to Evan, I guess I was saying something funny, I could hear her giggling. Like, everything I was saying was funny. And so when we actually sat down outside on these benches, I remember I was 
whatever I, whatever the fuck I was saying, I was making this girl laugh. Evan's wife was just like, I, I don't understand what's going on. Why is, he's not that funny. What's happening? It was really funny. It was just one of those things. It was just like, um, I, I, I can't explain it. If she lived in town, we'd probably be dating. Uh, it's just kind of funny that she didn't live in town. There was no nowhere to go with this, but it, we had a really nice time and she was quite fascinating and it was cool. But, and I don't even know what I was saying. I was making her laugh. But I remember the two of them across the table just going, what, it's, d- d- Evan, do you really find him this funny? I'm like, well, I mean, I've always found him funny. That's why we're friends from college, but I, I don't know whether I'd giggle this much. Uh, <laughs> so I can't even tell you what I was saying, but sometimes, you know, it just works, right? I mean, sometimes you just you just on, right? It was the my Damon character, right? I'm just like, yeah, you know, hey, look, you know where I am is the hey, this Pineapple Express is all right, right? She's like, ha 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 ha. Anyway, the best is, and I got pictures. This stupid place is stupid, and you have to go to the window. There's no waitress service. You go to the window and pick up your food. It's a barbecue place. Horrible. Food was awful. But Evan's daughter's working there for the summer. And all I ever think about is my nephew who's doing nothing. And my sister's so angry because he's like just waiting for auditions, which, of course, you know you got to go out and get it if you want it. And he's not getting a summer job. And, you know, when I think about myself at his age, I was actually not just a go-getter for my career or whatever that was going to be. I mean, a real go-getter, but I was also, you know, having multiple jobs like most people who are 20. I mean, maybe the last year between uh, college and the last year, I like, took a year off. But mostly I've had a job since I was 15, like most of you have. Even my sister, I think, got a job once, and that was something. This kid just won't get a job. He won't do anything. And when I was taking pictures, I was sending them to my sister. I'm like, and I said to Evan, I'm like, yeah, I don't have any kids, but you must be so proud of her because this is a real job. She is in the kitchen taking orders. She's cute as a button. She's like kind of flirting with people because she had mentioned that. She's like, oh, the, the guy in the kitchen said I was flirting too much. I'm like, that's because he likes you. But uh, it is fun. She's selling it. And it was great when I got up there. She, I was like, um, I don't know. Maybe I'll have the mac and cheese. She's like, don't get that. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, it's horrible here. I love mac and cheese. It's awful here. I'm like, thank you. So, you know, I got some brisket, which wasn't that great. And, oh, the wedge salad, which was awful. Whatever. That didn't matter. It was just fun just hanging around this place, and we ate outside. It was a nice night again. And then her their daughter came and joined us for a little bit, and then she went out. To, these kids that love hanging out with their parents, I just will never understand. I've seen that a lot. My, my nieces like hanging out with their parents. I, It's something I will never understand. I don't know whether you understand it. I, it it's kind of funny that it, I guess it is a generational thing, or is that something that I just missed because my parents sucked? It seems to feel like a lot of these kids kind of enjoy hanging out with their parents. Now they do their own thing, too. This would just be something I would not be interested in in the least. It's kind of funny. Although my friend Lawrence used to like to hang out with his parents. So I, I guess it depends on the, uh, the the cards you're dealt. Is that correct? Does that make sense? I think it does. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. 
The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. So then we come to Friday, right? All right. I got tickets to Life of Pi. Life of Pi is not a musical. It is based on the movie. It is a Broadway show. It is closing in two weeks. And I'm like, well, let me check. For some reason, my sister said it was good. Two people said it was good. I'm like, I'm going to get tickets. I got this guy. I got this guy. Right? It's like that. I got this guy. He says, yeah. He's like, he's like yeah. This guy, I'll send you the tickets the day of. Don't worry about it. Hey, listen. Anybody ask you where you got it from, just be vague. And I'm like, what? And then he hangs up. I'm like, what? What does that mean? So the whole day I'm going around, I'm like, all right, all right. If they ask me, like, hey, if they if they ask you where you got the ticket from, be vague. That's what he said. And I'm like, be vague. So what does that mean? So I'm so nervous the entire time. I'm like, got the ticket. I'm like, where'd you get these tickets from? Hey, your mother got them for me. Is that any? I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, where'd I get them? Well, that's you know, it's funny you should say because where I got them, it's interesting. I can't believe you just asked that question because I'm like I'm just I'm trying all the scenarios that I know I'm gonna fuck up. <laughs> I'm like, come on, dude, just be Damone, be Damone, be Jessica Dan. Come on, <laughs> but I, but the the pressure when somebody says that to you, like he never said anything. I probably could have handled it better than that. I don't know what that means. Anyway, it worked perfect. The question was, who do you take? Who am I gonna take? The whole week, I'm like, who am I going to take? Who am I going to take? I'm paying for the tickets, and I don't care about that because the tickets were cheap. Uh, I really got a deal. So if they're normally $550, I got them for 100 bucks, right? And I'm like, who am I going to take? Who am I going to take that, that I'm not going to get annoyed? They're going to appreciate it. I don't know. I'm like, do I take that girl that give me a hard time with the chicken parm? <laughs> She's like, yeah, no, no, no. We're, we've already seen. We're gonna. We're good. We're good. We don't need programs. We don't. I don't. I'm getting on. Like, ah, I don't know. So I took my friend Teethy. She's very young, very young, but very nice. I know she's gonna appreciate it. We were talking about hanging. I remember I took her to the first time she tried steak. I mean, I'm fat. This girl's like, I don't know. It's like having a kid. I guess I'm like, well, she'll appreciate it at least. And she had seen the movie, so she's like. Cool, but this is the best. First of all, I will tell you, she was there not only on time, she was early. And already I'm impressed because she's young. And I just assumed she was going to be late. And I'm like, this is fantastic. But here's the best part of the story. Her being so young. So young. But very nice. I don't know if you know the movie Life of Pi. I didn't know it. I mean, I knew at some point there's a guy in a boat with a tiger. So there's a shipwreck. And then the guy falls off the boat with the tiger and the guy. And then the curtains fall down. And the girl goes, Teethy says, what the fuck is that? And she's like, that's different than the movie. You know, at least in the movie it was resolved. I'm like, yeah, this is called intermission. Yeah, I only wish I was kidding with you, but um, I'm not. It was kind of cute. But then you say to yourself, what am I doing? What, what am I doing? But you know what? The fact of the matter is I could have gone with somebody who's you know, older in Jersey and maybe they don't know the difference. Maybe they haven't been to a lot of theater. Maybe they don't know. I assume everybody knows about intermission, but I don't know. She'd only been to one other show. Maybe she forgot there is an intermission. I, it was kind of adorable. And she was just like, hey, look at that. What is that, a balcony? Can we go up there? I'm like, well, you can go up there. I'm a little tired. 
I'll just sit here for a little bit. I don't like to get up. Uh, my knees are bothering me. <laughs> but the show was okay. The show was good. I mean, the production's amazing. The puppetry, the way they make the stage like a, a an ocean or something. Kind of cool. That's why I went. You can see where the money goes, right? So it's not like what we were talking about, a, a doll's house with Jessica Chastain and nobody's wearing a costume. There's no sets. And you're like, all right, well, if this is going to cost $250 a ticket from normally then that's okay. You know, at least you can see where your money goes. So it wasn't bad. I can see where it's closing. They came out after and said, oh, please support the show. Tweet it out and stuff because we're closing soon and we'd like to stay open. But it was good. It was good. Never fell asleep. I enjoyed it. She enjoyed it. And then we went up to uh, my friend Chris Murphy and Alon were performing at Sheba Mason's Club and across the room it's uh, called the, uh, the, the Grizzly Pear. They have a new comedy club up on 54th between 7th and 8th. So we were going to go visit Chris, but she can't get in. You know, you know. Uh, so yeah, what are you gonna do? So we went to a restaurant next door, and I told Chris to meet us, and Alon met us, and it was kind of cool. Like they just We were eating, but they were hanging out. And now that I've got her into steak, she just wants to always get in. So she got, we went to the Mexican restaurant. I think it's called Iguana or Blue Iguana. And, of course, she got fajitas. I'm like, well, fajitas has steak, and you might like that. Now, now she now she worships steak. Remember, she was Hindu. That's why she never had steak before. So I, now I've spoiled her, and she loves steak now, which is I think that is hilarious. It's it. I love it. I love that she loves steak. It would be like me trying bacon for the first time. Like, well, now where can I get more of this? So we went there, and Chris stopped by, and then Elon stopped by, and it was kind of fun having a you know the friends stop by a little bit. Meanwhile, I got enchiladas. They were cold and awful. They were cold. I, I, I didn't even send it. I'm like, who cares? This place is stupid. Again, you know, I'm like, is it because it's late? And was it that late? I don't know. The place started at 730. Maybe we got out. Maybe we got over there by 10. I was worried everything was going to close, so I was afraid to send anything back. It, it was my, It was bad. I didn't know where else to go. I was just making a game time decision because you got to think fast because you know everything is going to close. But they didn't kick us out, and more people were coming in when we were there. So I don't know. What's going on and which places choose to stay open and which don't. But at least we didn't get kicked out. So I was okay with that. And it was cool that they came. So, oh, and that's the thing. You know, when we're sitting in the theater, I forgot to tell you that it's like people just suck. This is why people suck. You know, this kid was sitting next to me. The kid after intermission opens a, Sarah would have gone ballistic, Silverman. He opens a can of Pringles and he starts eating them. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This woman in the back is opening a bag maybe the entire time. I don't know what she's eating, you know, wrinkling a bag, kicking my seat. This woman next to Titi had her phone on the entire time. It just kept lighting up every time somebody would text and she had it on her knee. Now, if I was sitting next to Titi, I would have taken her phone and put it over. But I didn't want to reach across and I didn't want to bother uh, teethy because she was sitting there but it was distracting and it's just fucked up i put i turn it off and put it in my pocket people are so goddamn disrespectful that's why i don't even go to the fucking movies anymore hear people coughing and sneezing and doing all this stuff and that's before covid i hated all this it's just the same thing on airplanes nowadays people are just rude and and just that they, they don't take responsibility and don't have respect for others and it's fascinating, and I try really hard, although I love you know, making fun of people and calling people fat or whatever it is 
When I'm at a place like that, I'm still going to be respectful for the people in front, back, and next to me. I'm not going to be one of those people, and I just don't understand where I, I can't get the same courtesy from everyone else. Is it just people who are tourists, who are pieces of shit from other nations? Is that all it comes down to? I don't think so, because it, when you're on an airplane and everybody's a piece of shit, and even what they're wearing is disgusting, and they, they don't seem to shower before they come on a flight to respect for the other people... And all that kind of stuff, as we all know nowadays, and flying is so horrible, those people can't be all tourists. Somebody has to come from the location we started. So I don't know what the fuck the story is. Uh, you know, I'll tell you something that didn't happen at Funny, Funny Girl because the tickets were too expensive. These were cheap. A lot of people probably got it last minute at the TKTS booth, and those are the kind of jerk-offs you don't want to sit in the theater with. When you're paying $800 a ticket, I had no issues. Nobody was doing any of that interesting so then alan takes us to the club across the street which is a grizzly pear i always wanted to see it grizzly pear i always wanted to see it we go in for a little bit come out meet this guy and we're introducing himself and he goes hey wait you're dave jeff from the comedy seller nightly show and i'm like well indeed i am yes hello wow what an honor to meet you i'm like what is it? Ilan, did you tell this guy to say what the hell's going on here but uh so that was exciting huh hey well, definitely, Teethy was. Whoa, wow! So you, so you really are a comedian? No, I'm not actually a comedian. I just kind of play one on TV. I mean, I know that sounds stupid, but it's kind of the way it is. Although July 14th and 15th, folks, uh, this weekend will be at Uncle Vinny's. Come join the fun down at Point Pleasant, New Jersey. It's going to be a great time. Oh, and Dave Elliott said I couldn't stay at his house, and I don't know why. I can't figure out what he's up to over there. I mean, if you just gave me a reason, oh, we have friends coming in town. I got to live with that, but it's cryptic, and I don't like it. Tomorrow, collect from Del Rio. He's late three weeks, and I don't like it. So, uh, I'll find another place to stay. Don't you worry. Everything will be fine. It's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. Uncle Vinny's, July 14th and 15th. Well, that's the worst thing, is that I know he listens to the podcast. I'm like, at least say... But I'll see you at Uncle Vinny's. I don't even know if that means he's not coming. Why wouldn't he come? His pal's going to be at Uncle Vinny's. What is that, 30 minutes away from his house? Come on, man. Uncle Vinny's? Whoa, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> Jersey, what's up, yo? This Saturday, of course, I'll be back in Rutherford, New Jersey. And like I figured, the the show is going to continue but he gave me the list, and now it's just like one hosting and one regular spot. I mean, at least I have some spots. I really wanted to be the house MC all the time, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? At least he's still giving me spots. I like it there. I like it there a lot. We're thinking about screening, turbocharge there, fun. Let's see what happens, which also leads us into Sunday. Hold on. Saturday night, I get this guy, Eric, that I know, that I know through outside steve and my friend alina they're going up so he goes hey my birth i said happy birthday he goes oh you know i'm having a birthday thing in little italy on saturday why don't you come i said you know what i will what am i doing on saturday i'm doing nothing i'm working on saturday because so i'll go right out after it'll be perfect right go down to this place in little italy i can't remember the name of it it was actually very good he's got 19 people there 17 i don't know and i barely know him so I'm like, all right, now I am in full Jessica Dan mode. This is where I shine. You know, 17 people I don't know, I'm going to be hilarious. I'm just going to have fun. I'm the first person to get there, the first, and I was positive I was going to be late this time. I took the motor scooter. 
And I go in and I see this girl looks exactly like Carol Kane from Princess Bride or Annie Hall. Chris Brown, which looks about 20 minutes, something like that. Excuse, excuse me, when do I go on? Who are you? I'll, I'll be singer. I'm a comedian. Oh, comedian. Yeah. Oh, uh, you're on next? What do you mean next? I'm, I'm... I mean, you're on right after this act. No, it can't be because he's a comic. Yes. So what are you telling me? You're putting on two comics in a row? Why not? No, I'm sorry. I'm not going to, I can't, I don't want to go on after another comedian. It's okay. No, because they're they're laughing, so I, I I'd rather not. If you Will don't you mind, relax, prefer, please. They're gonna love you. I, I know. I prefer not to because look, they're laughing at him. See, so what yes. are you telling me that I've got? They're gonna laugh at him for a couple of minutes, and I gotta go out there. I gotta get laughs too. How much can they laugh? They're they're laughed out. Do you feel all right? Jesus. You know, General Eisenhower. Is not yeah. Pochnik? Pochnik? Nice. So, uh, what are you telling me? You work for Stevenson all the time or what? No, no, no. I'm, uh, I'm in the midst of doing my thesis. On what? A political commitment in 20th century literature. You, you like New York Jewish left-wing liberal intellectual Central Park West Brandeis University with the socialist summer camps and the, the father with the Ben Sean drawings, right? And the really, you know, strike-oriented kind of... Uh, I'm stopping before I make a complete imbecile of myself. No, that was wonderful. I love being reduced to a cultural stereotype. Right, I'm a big, you know, but for the left. Sure. So, uh, I have to go out there. Yes. Say something encouraging quickly. I think you're cute. Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead. Thank you. I, I don't know why they would have me at this kind of rally, because, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not essentially a political comedian at all. I, interestingly, had um, dated a uh, woman in the Eisenhower administration briefly and it was ironic to me because um, because I was trying to do to her what Eisenhower has been doing to the country for the last eight years I played Alison Porchnik now I love being reduced to a cultural stereotype she's been in everything she's been in Seinfeld been in a whole bunch of stuff she looks just like her. and um, she says her name is Betu and I go Betu do I detect a uh, hint of Turkish in there, uh, my, darling? Because remember when George Costanza was like, do I uh, detect a hint of Portuguese, darling? Um, she goes, yes, I am Turkish. How did you know? And I'm like, I used to have a childhood friend named Batu. I thought perhaps this was the feminine pronoun of it. And she's like, yes, it's true. And then she told me this whole story and started talking, and I have no idea what she was talking about. Her accent was so thick. I don't know what she was. <laughs> I, I lost track. And I'm like, well, I'll tell you one thing. This kid Batu was all right. Now, this kid, Batu, I got, he, he used to do my homework for me, or he used to do my schoolwork for me. I love this kid. I could never get my schoolwork done on time because I'm a genuine idiot. And the assignment was only to draw eight snowmen. I'll never forget it. We're in first grade. And he did my assignment for me. The, the foreign kid, I got the foreign kid to do my assignment for me, <laughs> even back when I was five or five, six. And then I remember the teacher goes, David, 
or everybody, David finished his morning assignment on time today, and everybody's like clapping, like I am what they used to call a retard. There's just no other word for it. I mean, that's what they used to call him. Like I was like special and on the spectrum. Back then. So embarrassing. So how am I going to forget Batu? I'm pretty sure we went to a couple of birthday parties together. He He's like, hey, I want you to try this Turkish gum. I remember trying Turkish gum. It was like, Batu, this has no flavor. Have you tried even bazooka even once? I mean, that's flavor country. This Turkish gum has no flavor. So it was so funny because then I, you know, I was doing great with this chick, right? Because I recognized the name. So she puts me in this little location. I have a drink and all these people start coming over. I have no idea who they are. The first three people that got there were very nice. The rest of them, not so much. So this couple comes in, this big guy, huge guy. And then this other guy comes in, right? And they're sitting right across from me. And this guy comes in and he's like, oh. Oh, and this girl goes, and she knows him, and she goes, oh, oh, what's up? And he goes, oh, work. And I'm like, oh, you work today? And he goes, no, just work. I'm like, yeah, well, shut up, because I work today, you fucking idiot. I was so angry. I'm like, fuck you and your sighing. When I work on Saturday and I got to work tomorrow, shut the fuck up. I just came from work. Yeah, maybe it's not an all-in job like that. I go crazy. I'm working, not stopping everything. But still, I work today and I'm working tomorrow. Shut the fuck up. Oh, work. Ugh. Meanwhile, I found out this guy's such a big phony in talking. I was giving him so much shit because I hated him right from the beginning. And I was sitting right across from him. I'm like, first of all, you're a huge phony. So he's like, well, I got to go. I got to pick somebody up at the airport. I'm like, you got to pick somebody up at the airport at 11 o'clock on a Saturday. Then they told me later, like, yeah, I think that's what he does. I think he house sets. And I'm like... That's his job? This guy comes in all sighing because he had a job of how? What the fuck? Look how angry I got about that. I was like really giving it to him. I almost threw my drink in his face. Well, I wouldn't have done that. It's too expensive. But I got to tell you, the food there was fantastic. And me and Steve and Alina had a great time together. Three of us were having a great time at the end of the table. Uh, I was trying to keep it together, talking to everybody else too, be polite. But the three of us were having a really good time. I don't know. It was really great to see them. I really like Steve a lot. And I like, I love Alina too. So these are good people. The food was excellent. I have to say the, the food was just, it was really good. Surprise. Because the thing is, what you don't know if you don't live around here is that little Italy kind of blows, you know, it's like a touristy thing. So it's not known for going for really good Italian food and stuff, even though it should be right. But it's not, it maybe some of it used to be, but not anymore. But this place was really terrific. I got to say. And that's the other thing about this guy I forgot to tell you, right? So this guy, Eric, loves fish. The band, you know, that horrible Grateful Dead knockoff fish with a P, P-H. You know, the thing I hate the most in the world. And he loves fish, so I know, right? So I get, on Thursday night when I know I'm going to the party, I go on Amazon and I look up something and I find out that um, they have a thing called Never miss a Sunday. Like, Fish loves playing on Sunday. Their bands people love coming out on Sundays. You know, my least favorite. Like, as if I could hate this band anymore, they also love playing on Sundays. Go fuck yourself. I fucking hate that shit. So, so I'm looking up this thing, and they have a shirt saying, Never miss a Sunday. Uh, something about donuts. I don't know. I was looking up the history of Fish. What's interesting? And I buy this shirt, and I get it, and it comes. I couldn't even believe it made it. So it's going to come Saturday at 9 o'clock. I'm like, well, maybe it'll come earlier. And it did. I wrap it up. And I'm saying to this guy, this guy I'm screaming at the whole time because he's a fucking idiot. That's, I think this is what also made me angry. And I go, well, I got him this shirt. So you can never miss a Sunday. I think it's a fish thing. He goes, no, it's not. I'm like, it's not? He's like, I never heard it before. And I'm like, 
Oh, I, I, I tried to look up the history and I found that they play Sundays and they have a kind of a slogan that says never miss a Sunday. He goes, I never heard of it. And then I got upset with myself. Meanwhile, when I got home, Eric texted me. He goes, this shirt's unbelievable. How did you know? And I'm like, man, because I did some research. The guy across from me said I, and I got so, this guy across from me is such a prick. This guy, so I, man, I really, this guy was a dick from day one. I mean, I hate this guy. I don't know who he is, but when I meet Eric again later, I'm going to be like, who the fuck was that guy sitting across from me? I never want to see that guy again. He's a moron. You know me, that made my whole evening, having somebody to hate. You know, it's kind of a dream. It's somebody to love to the left, somebody I hate in the right, and a, a tertiary friend in the, in the center. <laughs> now, that's a good night for Dave Jeska. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. What a douchebag. Anyway, after that, everybody goes home. And I say, well, I got to do a favor for my sister. I got to do some stuff. And I got to go to the Lower East Side. That's where they hang out. My friend Paradox. <laughs> I got to go meet her. <laughs> My friend Paradox. All pierced up and tattooed and, you know, the, 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 the contacts, the crazy blue contact, you know, the, you know, the purple ones or whatever. And I love her to death. And I got pictures. And uh, I'm like, I got to go there. And everybody's going home, and they're like, you are? And I'm like, and I don't know, I'm going, and I got to get some money out of the bank. I'm trying to get some money out of the bank. The ATMs close at 10 o'clock. That's, that's the front page news. The ATMs close at 10 o'clock in the Lower East Side, or at least my new bank. My new bank, not Citibank anymore. My new bank closes, the ATMs close at 10. So then I'm like, all right, screw it. I'll just go to another bank, and I'll get the service free charge. Close at 10. Bank of America closes at 10. Everything closes at 10. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? The ATMs close at 10? You're asking why. Homeless people sleep in there. That's why. Here's the worst part. I actually called Capital One, even though I don't even have a Capital One card. I'm like, hey, I would never bank at your bank because you got homeless people sleeping in there. So it's kind of my fault? Okay. Uh, but <laughs> I couldn't even believe it. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Anyway, I go to this bar. It's called Lucky's. Hey, it's Lucky's Avenue B and 11th. Hey, we'll go to Lucky's. It's open late. And it's just so weird because I used to be friendly with my friend Greg LaFaro and we used to tape my public access show in his house in Brooklyn and he moved to 11th and B in 1988. And that place was a place you don't go. It was called Alphabet City back then and it was dangerous, but I used to go there anyway and hang out with him and almost like he needed friends because it was scary. And now it's just funny that that is, you know, just a regular hangout, everything's cool. It's so weird, but it was fun. And then Paradox was bartending, which I didn't know. And she goes, yeah, this is my boyfriend, Big Boy. And I'm like, "Your what? Your boyfriend's name is Big Boy? Yeah, Big Boy, this is Dave. And I'm, and I'm like, how you doing? Can I just call you Boy? No. Uh, uh, he, he was like, uh, he looked like that guy in Pee Wee's Big Adventure that likes, uh, that, uh, what was his name? Simone's boyfriend at the, at the dinosaur? No. Um, well, can I just call you BB? No. Why they call you big boy? I like Bob's big boy. Ah, well, I see where we're headed with this. Well, nice to meet you, big boy. I'll see you next time. <laughs> oh, I love meeting late night people. That is fun. Paradox and big boy. Well, that's what you get when you hang out late. Now, let me tell you something, folks. It's very odd to live this life that I lived at this advanced age and this, this time in, uh, in my life. But, uh, you know, I do these things for you to bring you these stories that are so unbelievable 
And so well, it's not that unbelievable. It's just, what? Is, what I'm like, wait, well, where do you see the picture? You see the bonus show. You're on Patreon. You're going to see Paradox. You'll be like, wait, wait, what? what? And you, where do you see the, the juxtaposition of me hanging out with these? I don't have a picture of Big Boy, but I'll get one next time. Got to get a picture of Big Boy. Which is so weird because when we were kids, my friend Cristani and I used to have a friend called The Boy. His name was Dan, but we called him The Boy. I think we used to call him Fat Boy, and then we just called him The Boy. And that's the guy, if you remember correctly, I don't know if you remember the story from a long time ago, when I went to the, uh, what's, what's the burger place? The, the White Rose System, Gabriel, remember? In uh, Highland Park, New Jersey. And I took my niece there, and I saw that guy, Dan, the boy. And I go, oh my God, Dan, you lost weight. And he's huge, you know, huge. And my niece in the car on the way home, she's like, Uncle David, that was really cruel. That was really cruel. And I'm like, what was? She goes, when he told me he lost weight, that's uncool. And I'm like, no, you, you don't understand. He lost 100 pounds. Oh, oh, he had really? I thought you were joking. I'm like, no, no, he, he looks fantastic. And as you know, which we've talked about before, that's my favorite line in any odd couple television show, which I think you could show today because, you know, it's one of those things I want to teach in class, a teachable moment, a line you don't see coming. Oscar Madison, I've told this story before, Oscar Madison is that this is your life, Oscar Madison, something he doesn't want to do. Felix put this thing together, and he goes, your high school girlfriend. Uh, what was her name? Was it Rhoda? Rhoda Zimmerman? I can't remember. Your high school girlfriend. Say hello to Rhoda. This girl comes out, and she's huge. She's a big, a big girl, really big girl. And so everyone's laughing because that's his old high school girlfriend, right? That's the gag, which is mean, which you couldn't do today. But then he says... Rhoda, you lost weight. And that changes the entire thing that doesn't make it that bad anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because she, she, she used to be even bigger. So uh, great line. I remember it as a kid <laughs> when I said it to that guy. I actually meant it. But I was thinking of the odd couple. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I get to use this in real life. So... <laughs> That's the best. My niece will never forget that because she was like, Uncle David, that was so mean. I'm like, no, it, it wasn't. I swear. I, I was saying it as a complete compliment. No, don't be ridiculous. That, wait, what? Anyway, when I got I got home around 4 o'clock in the morning on Saturday, I was totally hungover. Sunday was a complete waste of time uh, work-wise. It was really difficult to keep it together. In fact, I think I took, I usually take a lunch break at 1 where I take a nap. I had to take it at 11 a.m. I, I just wasn't going to make it. Maybe I took it at noon. Maybe I made it to noon. I don't know. I think I took it at 11 a.m. I'm like, look, I need a nap. Do you mind if I just take off to my coworker for, you know, my lunch break in an hour now? And, you know, she was cool. So thank God. Um, meanwhile, this week, oh, my God, this Sunday, before this comes out, this will already have happened. I'm working 10 a.m. till midnight. Holy shit. That's a long day. Um, I don't think I'll be hungover, but it's going to be tough. Anyway, that Sunday... My sister's neighbor asked me if I wanted to go to the city winery to see a Cars cover band, the band, the Cars, that I made the movie for, see a cover band with her husband's old bandmate who was the lead singer in the Cars band. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. On a Sunday? And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. And I called Memo, and he said, let's go see this Cars cover band. He goes, let's do it. I'll pick you up. And I'm like, great. So we drove over to the city winery. We had some dinner beforehand. It was really nice. In the same place we saw Paul Lauren in this loft space. It wasn't very expensive. 
the band is called My Best Friend's Girl. Of course it is. We, we, we ate and we drank. And I remember I had a scotch first, right? Because I had two. The night of Saturday, I had two scotches, three glasses of wine, and then two beers, right? So that's why. I, but I had a full meal, so I didn't feel drunk, drunk. But then the next morning, ugh. So I, had, I, think, I think I had two scotches here. And then I had three glasses of wine by accident. I said, let me have a wine when the meal comes. And then the guy accidentally bought two more glasses. And he's like, oh, you might as well just take this. one." I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I was totally into it. And I was having a really good time. The band was really good. The lead singer was excellent. I mean, it was good enough, you know, for what it is, except there was one fuck up where he's like, yeah, you know, this band was singing this when they won the first VH1 Music Award. And I'm like, what is he talking about? I don't know how you can get that wrong. He meant MTV Music Award, but he kept saying VH1. It was really weird. I don't know how you could be in a Cars cover band, sing You Might Think, which won the first MTV Award ever, and then say VH1 Award. It's just kind of weird. Anyway, so here's the thing, right? And oh, so this guy, Dean, who's used to be in a band with this guy, which is, you know, if you think about just the repercussions of the greatness of that they used to be in a band together i that's it just makes like a movie right so this scene that i'm gonna about to tell you is is really terrific so dean's wife karen is just really hot or you know maybe she was i mean she still really is but she's a little older than me but she's still sexy really sexy she was dressed hot and the guy from the band he's coming off the stage they're singing magic by the cars and he's coming off the stage and he's just singing into the mic. He's been playing the guitar, but he comes off the stage and he's, he's, he's stopping by all the tables. Oh, and there's these girls dancing on the side. I have video that are should not be dancing. It's sad. It turns me upside down. Summer, summer, summer. I was on stage with a cover band. They're just—they're bad dancers, and they don't look like they should be dancing. You know what I mean? It it was just like, uh, I mean, I'm glad they were into it. It was just awkward, and it's not a dance place, so it got even more awkward. The guy came around. He didn't know that this guy, Dean, was sitting with us. He didn't know he was there. And so his wife gets up and starts dancing sexy. And, of course, the guy notices her right away. Then she says who he is, who she is. And then he sees his old bandmate. And even though he's singing the song at the same time, so he can't say hello to anybody, he's still, you know, in character or whatever. And he goes over. And, and, and while he's singing, he, he just... He hasn't done this to anybody. He hugs him and gives him a kiss on his head because he's, he's bald. And he just gives him this amazing kiss on the head. And it was so sweet and was so nice. It just made me so happy, like, seeing those buses with those high school kids in it. 
It was really touching. It was so sweet. He saw his old band member and he was he didn't know he was there and he really gave him a real affectionate hello. It was so nice. And then he went back up and he finished the song and afterwards we you know, we met him, we hung out, we took a picture. In fact, again, if you see the bonus show, I have a picture of the two of them in the 90s in their band photo and I had them recreate the photo at the club and it's it's really terrific and it's really sweet. Yeah, he was really nice and the the band guy, the band was very nice and we had a really nice time. I uh, now again, it was another 100 bucks or something, you know, this is one of those places they they I didn't see the bill, so I just gave the guy my card and again, they have one of those stupid electric things, so I have no idea. I don't even know what the bill was. The guy just took my card and then I take gave it back. And it's it's that weird card I have. I don't know what I told you about. It's my teaching card, so I don't even get a bill. I, I mean, I don't know where it goes. I don't know what it does, but it seems to keep working. But it's again, I didn't even get this, these stupid electric things. They don't put it on the table. You can't see it. You know, they're holding it in their hands. All you know, I hate that. I so I have no idea how much it was actually. Uh, nobody had said because they because they're giving the checks while the band is still up there. You can't concentrate. It's like at least the comedy cell. The best thing about the comedy cellar is they don't have these things that comedians know called check spots. Because a lot of clubs, you'll say, can you do check spots? Which means you put a comic up there and he's going to get screwed because they're all going around giving out the checks and talking. But the comedy cellar gives the checks after the performance, making no check spots. I don't understand why that's not what happened here. You can't just go around having people discussing the check over a loud band. I mean, that's just weird. So I did not like that, but whatever. Spent a lot of money this weekend. I got to relax, but it's all right. It was a holiday weekend. Meanwhile, let me tell you this part. This is so messed up. If you remember on Thursday, I told you I was with that guy from Montclair, one of the professors. He says he's going to hook me up with another professor. So on that day, after we met, he texts, we have a text chain with this guy, Josh, and me. And I'm like, oh, this is great. He's like, yeah, we should meet. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. He's like, I live in Brooklyn. I'm like, oh, I thought you lived in Jersey. He goes, no, I live in Brooklyn. I'm like, well, you know what? I'll come to you. I'll come. Let's do it Monday. I'm free Monday. I'll come to you. Now, I normally would never say that. And he lived all the way out in this horrible park slope in Brooklyn, which you should never live, even though it's nice there. Fuck that. That's no reason to live if you're out there. Trust me. I, I, now that I was out there, I'm like, this sucks. Anyway, go out there, right? I'm like, oh, I don't mind going out there. I want to meet this guy. He's helping me. I'm helping my career today. That's why I'm going to go out on Monday. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go all the way to Brooklyn. I'm going to take the train. It took an hour to get there. I'm into it. I'm going to stop, stop at, go to a diner. I go to this diner. This guy, he, he picked the place. and First, he picked a bagel place. And then I looked it up, and I'm like, well, yeah, as long as it's a place we can sit down and eat like gentlemen. He goes, oh, no, I thought we'd out outside. I'm like, you're an idiot. I thought something was fishy with that, right? But I'm like, well, maybe he's a hippie or something. I don't know. Anyway, I get to this diner, the Purity Diner in Park Slope, Brooklyn. Very old school diner. I sit in a booth. I'm waiting for the guy. I have no idea what he looks like. I keep looking him up online. He has no uh, social media presence. I'm like, that's weird. So I'm like, it's like a blind date. This young kid, heavy kid, comes by. He's like, hey, hey Dave. And I'm like, Yeah. He's like, I'm Josh. And I'm like, you're a professor at Montclair State? He's like, no. 
aren't you a little young to be a professor? I'm not a professor. Do you go there? No, I don't go there. I'm David's cousin. I want to get into comedy. And I'm like, what? Apparently, on Thursday, when I was talking to Maya Minute at the restaurant, David had also mentioned that he had a cousin who was 24 who wanted to get into comedy. And I said, oh, tell him to give me a call. Well, that's the guy apparently he hooked me up with, and that's the guy I was meeting with. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me that I just went all the way out to Brooklyn to meet some kid who knows nothing about comedy who's never going to make it in comedy. I couldn't believe it. So uh, I was like, uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to keep it together because I don't want to be rude to this kid. He has no idea. It's not his fault. It really is the other professor's fault. I'm like, that's who you hooked me up with first. This one, you made one mention. I wasn't even thinking about it again. It, it totally went out the window. All I was thinking is I want to meet this other guy. I want to talk about the next semester. And I don't mind talking to this kid about comedy at all, but that could have been a phone call. As I'm talking to this kid, he couldn't be nothing but nice, but he's a musical theater guy. I don't think he was gay, but he's a musical theater guy. So then I'm like, well, I do like talking about musical theater, so we're talking about musical theater. I'm talking to him just the way I'm talking to David. For two hours, I'm coughing up. I'm doing the exact same thing. So technically, I really don't care. I'm just kind of angry that I wasted my time, which is what it was. Then I get mad at the kid because I'm like, well, you know, you have to be all in. If you really want to be a stand-up comic, he clearly doesn't want to be a stand-up comic. This is a fleeting thing. Then I say, well, yeah, I don't know your history. Do you know you know David Tell and Jeff Ross? Right? He goes, no, I never heard of them. I'm like, you never at least heard of David Tell? He's like, no. And I'm like, kid, you stink uh, because you need to go. If you really want to be a stand-up comic and you don't know David Tell and Jeff Ross. Of course, he knows Sarah Silverman. He's like, I'm like, where did you even decide you wanted to be a comic? He had no answer. Where, where, who did you see that you said you wanted to be, that, that said, oh, this is for me? Uh, I don't know. You know, I like comedy. And I'm like, dude, you, you, there has to be somebody. I mean, even me who never wanted to be a comic. I mean, you know, I, Seinfeld and Dangerfield and Robert Klein and Richard Lewis and all these people in my life and uh, Larry Miller. Uh, I mean, are you fucking kidding me? You don't know what you think. Remember what I was just telling you? I'm like, I'm never going to bother a 22 if he doesn't know anything. Well, you better fucking know this because this is your new profession. You think when I was 19, the first time I did comedy, I never heard of George Carlin and Richard Pryor? Are you fucking kidding me? Do your fucking homework. You're taking time. I mean, I know he didn't know I was coming to meet him and stuff, but if I'm taking my time making a call... For somebody, whether it's a boy or a girl, it doesn't matter. You know, I'll, I'll help somebody out. I will help them out. I'll come see them. I'll give them some notes. You know I like helping new kids. But you better fucking know your shit. And I'm not saying even know your shit. I'm saying know the basics. If you don't know David Tell, you don't know, what, you don't know comedy. And I'm saying I understand that David Tell is not George Collin or Richard Pryor. I get that. But I'm just saying if you're really into comedy, then you have to know David Tell. That's impossible to not know him. If you're really into comedy, if you're really into stand-up comedy, you want to be a stand-up comic, how can you not know Jeff Ross? You don't know the Roastmaster General and you want to do stand-up comedy? I was furious. Just so angry about the whole thing. And then, you know, Dory moved out to Brooklyn. I figure I'll call her at least. It won't be a wasted time and she never answers the phone. I don't know what she's doing out there. So I took the motorcycle back home. It was a, I mean, it was hot, but it was a nice day. And it was a long ride 
a really long ride, go all the way through Brooklyn. I'll show you on the map and the bonus show all the way where I had to go all the way up to Queens and then the bridge. And then, ah. But at least it was like pleasant after that, you know, just riding the motorcycle through Brooklyn. Hey, did, did what was that stupid song they always play? Um, Born to be wild. If one more movie fucking plays that out on the road, I'm going to punch the director in the face. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. There are so many other songs you could use. Jerk offs. Born to be wild. Shut the fuck up. Everybody uses one song. On it. Look how angry I got. I was having such a good time today. I don't know what happened, but I had to tell you like this. I'm glad I got like juiced up about it because I'm, I mean, you, you're with me, right? That's insane. You're going to bother some, uh, somebody like me, like a player in comedy, right? You're going to bother me? And you're going you're gonna to take up my time and then you don't even know anything about stand-up comedy? You've never tried it before? You did one open mic? It's not his fault that I met him. It's the Professor David. It's his fault that I called him. I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, oh, I guess I should have made that clear. Yeah! Then he was kind enough to email me the other guys, hoping we're going to meet. Oh, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. I couldn't even believe it. Oh, and here's the worst part. As if my day, meanwhile, the food there was excellent. I got to say, it was old-fashioned diners, so it was okay. But here's the best part. What do I always order? I get a cup of coffee, then I get the breakfast food, and I always get a Coke with lemon when the meal comes. That's my thing. I'll get a Coke with lemon. And the reason I get the Coke and lemon at the diner because it's usually fountain soda. Hello, here we are again, fountain soda. Guy brings back a, a fucking Coke, a can of Coke, and a glass with ice. And I'm like, well, and it took forever, like he forgot, which drives me nuts, right? All right, whatever. I don't know this diner. I'm never coming back here again. It doesn't fucking matter. Let alone they have another diner with the same name that the brother owns. That's why we were at two different diners. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, this place sucks. Park Slope, Brooklyn, what a piece of shit it is. <laughs> so I get up and go to the bathroom. I come back and I'm like, and the two guys, the waiters are sitting, I'm like, what the fuck is this? And they're like, what? I'm like, this is a fountain soda machine. Is it broken? No. Well, why the fuck didn't I get a fountain soda? I'm like, well, you ordered a Coke. This is a Pepsi machine. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? What? Do you know how many times, how many times have we talked about we're like, well, we don't have Coke, we have Pepsi. I'm like, that's fine. I mean, you don't even, everybody's going to say Coke. Who's ever going to go to a place and say, I want a Pepsi, ever, except in spies like us and Family Guy? You boys should have a Pepsi. I took a picture. I took a picture of the fountain soda machine that is working and has Pepsi, not Coke. What the fuck is happening? Who is ever going to order a Pepsi? At a diner or anywhere, you always say Coke. And they either have Coke or they have Pepsi. No one ever says, can I have a Pepsi? Do they? And if they do, then please DM me or email me and tell me, oh, sometimes I order a Pepsi. Because bullshit. Because you look like an idiot if you say Pepsi. I don't know why. And Pepsi sounds so refreshing. Now I want a Pepsi. I was a Pepsi person for a long time, but I'm back on Coke. And when I say Coke, I mean new Coke, ultimate Coke. <laughs> Remember that from last week? That's two weeks ago, huh? Hey, how are you? And then it was the 4th of July, and I, I had no pl- I'd already, I already shot my load, as, as, as crude as that saying may be. That I'm like, I've been out every night this week. 
I'm good not doing anything. Meanwhile, of course, I got sad once I hear the stupid fireworks. I took pictures out my bathroom window. You can see the reflection of the fireworks in the buildings across the street from me out my bathroom window. So ridiculous. I almost I fell asleep. I woke up because those damn fireworks woke me up. And then you get depressed. I'm like, I should have done something. It's like New Year's Eve all over again. It stinks. And then once they're finished, I'm fine. It feels for some reason I'm missing out. I start turning on TV. I'm like, they got some boys choir. I'm like, what the hell is this? Just show the fireworks. No one gives a shit. I go to the store. I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make hot dogs today. But that's my fault. I went to the store on July 4th. They were all out of hot dog buns. I was going to get hot dogs. I was going to get that Hormel chili, put some cheese. I mean, that that seems like fun. I was going to get some corn on the cob, but they were out of hot dog buns. The whole thing goes out the window. Now, I didn't even want the hot dog buns. I really just want the hot dogs. The buns are the worst part. They're too big and they're too fattening, but you got to have the hot dog buns. And I just want regular hot dog buns. They had like $8 brioche buns. I'm like, not, not interested. So I just ordered Chinese food, went to bed. <laughs> I think it's a really shitty 4th of July. The 4th of July used to be my favorite holiday. Because I'm all about 1776 and John Adams. Now no one cares. By God, I have had this Congress. For 10 years, King George and his Parliament have gulled, cullied, and diddled these colonies. And still this Congress refuses to grant any of my proposals on independence, even so much as the courtesy of open debate. Good God, what in hell are they waiting for? Sit down, John. Sit down. Then I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I ended up watching that Michael J. Fox documentary on on iTunes or whatever it's called, uh, Apple TV, which was good, but then it got depressing. So I'm like, let me turn this off. Then I turn on this Sylvester Stallone kind of Kardashian show he has with his daughters because I'm like, well, let me watch this because the daughters are kind of hot. But these girls suck. Uh, Sylvester Stallone is the greatest, but their family sucks. And they play this practical joke on him where they're pretending one of the daughters having a baby. And I'm like, how is this funny? No, I'm just kidding, Dad. I'm not having one. And I'm like, what the fuck? How is that funny? Why is that funny to do to your dad? I don't get it. It's his birthday. It's his whatever 72nd birthday he was celebrating. And then they go to this restaurant. The only thing that was good about that episode was that Al Pacino hung out for some reason on the street with them while they were having coffee with him and his brother. And Al Pacino's very old, but I like the fact that they're friends because they've been around, both of them, a long time. And he said he wanted him to do something. What was it, that movie he wanted him to be in? Paradise Alley, but he was doing Shakespeare is what it was or something. It was kind of an interesting story, and I like that. But if you got to sit through the rest of these whores that, that are his daughters, that just, I, this show is useless. I'd give anything if anybody gave me some information. If you think I should continue watching this piece of crap. Uh, I love Sylvester Stallone. I was interested. His daughters looked really pretty, but now they just look not, they just don't seem like regular. Well, they're obviously not regular people. You can't grow up having your dad as Sylvester Stallone be a normal person, but I 
think that's what made the Osbournes so goddamn interesting. They were actually regular people. And now they just, all the shows are just like, we're just like the Kardashians. That's what we are. We're made up and phony. And why would you want to watch that? I mean, we have the Kardashians. Why do we want to watch Sylvester Stallone's version of the Kardashians? It's, but if he's going to have more people like Al Pacino, I always want to see, like at his birthday party was Dolph Lundgren. And that's kind of cool. But is the show, I don't know if I could take another half hour of it. I don't know. Maybe I'll give it another try because I'm as I'm talking about it, I'm kind of getting myself into it. If there's more celebrities like that, that's the fun. And it's not like the daughters aren't hot, but it's just they're awful people. That joke was not funny. We're going to play a joke on my dad. We're making a cake with all those baby messages. He's going to think he's going to be a grandfather. What an asshole. That kind of pissed me off. And then, uh, oh, so the Wednesday I ordered to, you know, I got some more like pot or mushrooms for people i don't know everybody wants mushrooms now guy comes over my house he's like what are you watching and i'm like i'm watching uh, never been kissed <laughs> with drew barrymore he's like yeah can i watch a little huh i have nowhere to go yeah okay he's like what's the premise of this thing well uh drew barrymore goes back to high school undercover now she's like 24 but she goes undercover as a 17 year old and then her brother goes over and he's 24 as a 17 year old and he starts dating this um 16 year old girl and he's like what yeah this gymnast she's like all over him and uh doesn't realize he's 24 and then i think they have sex what uh you know what I, I, i'm gonna get out of here and i'm like well you know i just was giving you the plot i didn't make the movie it's just a uh, way it is kind of funny when you say never been kissed from 1999 this movie is a disaster if you think about it today. It's an absolute disaster. You can see people with parts with David Arquette. And it, it, it's really funny. He goes back to school and this little girl comes over. She's a gymnast and she's just totally coming on to him. He's like, yeah, this is my new girlfriend. I'm like, it's really messed up. Things were very different back in 1999-2000. And now we know better. But he was very nice, and I told him I'd help him out if he was looking for work or something. He was nice. I gave, him, I gave him a bottle. I'm like, no, I demand you take this bottle of water. It's too hot to be doing what you do. So he stayed for like an hour. <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> I had to work. It's so, my life is so weird. Anyway, oh, my God. I got everything out. Two weeks. That's what I've been doing. And it's just going to get better. This uh, Friday, you know, tonight is uh, my uh, my or uh, my sister's uh, having a party. I'll tell you how that is. Then I so I got to stay over. I got to work. Then I go to the show in Rutherford, and then Sunday I got to work really late next week. Oh my God, Uncle Vinny's! I'm gonna be down there all weekend, but I will still bring you the podcast. Now, isn't it funny that I took off last week when I had nothing but time but to do the podcast, and the next two weeks are gonna be so. Uh, like really tough to bring you the podcast, but don't worry. I'm going to bring you the podcast. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. What's happening? Don't worry. I'll get you the podcast. I'll get you the goddamn podcast. It's all going to work out. Don't worry about it. I got to tell you, I've had a lovely time today. I don't know what voice and character this is, but it's a new character. I'm going to try and get it on Instagram. It's another, it's another character. It's another bit I'm doing. That uh, it's a guy. He talks like this, and he says, uh, "These goddamn kids. They don't know what's going on today." Uh, but uh, you know that uh, we're gonna. That's making my throat hurt. All right, folks. Um, oh my god, I had such a good time. 
going through all the stuff we needed to go through today. I mean, it's kind. Of, I was rushing through because it's kind of an extra, extra long episode. But you know, how could it not be? We took two weeks off. We had a lot to say. I hope everybody had a great Fourth of July. Now today, um, tonight on the Tuesday show, July 11th. I asked Fred Stoller to come on. He has a new cartoon, an animated cartoon he's been doing. So I'm hoping he might come on this Tuesday or tonight. Uh, So we'll see. I'll let you know. Otherwise, have a great week. We'll talk again. I'll uh, tell you everything that is happening. So wait, no, we'll talk again uh, next Tuesday. Will I have already done Uncle Vinny? No, no, I'll still have a podcast before I do that. And then we'll tell you how that disaster is and everything is going to be great. Oh, God, my birthday's coming up. That's depressing. In the sense, just not the age, but just like, what do I do? It's on a Sunday. How does that work? I don't know. I got to think of classes. I got to do all this kind of stuff. I got to get get shit together because it's working. We're coming out of COVID, and we're coming out blasting. And that's what we do here at Just Guy on the City. What are we going to Billy Joel this week? What are we going to Billy Joel this week? Is it it weekend? No. Oh, my God. Oh, you guys are going to hate me. Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't even want to tell you. Just maybe let it lie. No, it's the it's the greatest hits volume three wrap up. I'm sorry, I thought it was too funny not to do. So, <laughs> I apologize in advance. Anyway, I'll see you next week, everybody. This has been the best. Just Gal the City. Don't forget to watch the bonus show. We'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. <laughs>